Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Um, what are we? Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> it's spoop hour. <laughs> Spoop Hour, paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This is Sasha. This is Courtney. I'm wearing my Werewolves Not Swearwolf shirt because that is a joke from What We Do in the Shadows. Our favorite movie. Our favorite movie where one of the werewolves tells the vampires, I think, to fuck off. And the other one's like, hey, 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 what are we? Werewolves, werewolves not, not swearwolves. swearwolves. <laughs> yeah. And this week we have... Special ghosts! Yay! We're continuing our month of collaborations <laughs> with the lovely gents from the Believer Skeptic Podcast. Do you want to say hello, special ghosts? Hi. Hello! Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! So who are you? What's your deal? Yeah. Uh, Why uh, are you here? Okay. Uh, you've heard us on one of your previous episodes, but mm-hmm. um, we yes. are BSP Believer Skeptic Podcasts and LGBTQ Paranormal Comedy Podcast. Yeah, and I'm Cody. I am, I'm the skeptic of the group. And I am Chris. <laughs> I am the believer. Yeah, so we pick a paranormal topic, share information and stories, and then Chris talks about why people believe, and then I debunk the crap out of it. I have to comment <laughs> on your shirt. This is so, like, synchronicity. Literally, like, three days ago, I just started watching What We Do in the Shadows, the series. I just started watching it. That's so cool. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie. I've heard there was one, but I just started watching it, and it's so good. Yeah. Yes, you got to watch the movie, too. It's the same kind of humor. It just, there's, if you've just started watching the show, there's going to be something later in the season that you will appreciate more if you have seen the movie first. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So, I'll watch the movie first. I need to check it out then. I'll do that. (laughs) Highly quote, recommend. That quote is so perfect. Like your shirt. I'm like, that actually yeah. sounds like the series to me. Yeah. <laughs> werewolves, not swearwolves. I love it. So <laughs> and what I love about BSP is that like, I think it was, yeah, the first time that we collaborated with them, we just mm-hmm. discovered that like, we, they're alternate universe. us. They are the alternate <laughs> universe. Us. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause I would be the believer. I would be the skeptic. Yeah. yeah. And so we it's all parallel have universe. a lot to talk about. Yeah. I just we love do. That. <laughs> Obviously, Cody is right all the time. Sorry, Chris. Uh, no, Chris is right all the time. What are we you saying? Also <laughs> I, I, I really want to believe in, in all this stuff. It would be great. Me to know. too. Yeah. I, I want would to believe love it if it were real. It's just not. Oh, thank you. That is until it happens and you both shit your pants. Right? Know? You say that. Things have happened and people are like, ooh, clearly ghosts are real. And I'm like, are they? Yeah. Really? Like, you will sh- really? I Text me when you poop yourself. First hand, first hand poop, mm-hmm. and then I'll be yes. okay. <laughs> That's all I want. I have a deal both with Sasha and with my coworker that I co-parent a skeleton named Indiana Bones with. <laughs> if wh- whoever dies first is coming back as a ghost, if ghosts are real, so either Sasha or my coworker Olivia are going to come back and be like, "Hey, what up?" 
And if they don't, it's because ghosts aren't real. I'm going to hunt the shit out of you. I'd like to see you try. That's that's brilliant. Like, go tell everyone you know. Like, if you die before Mm -hmm. me, if you're convinced that ghosts are real, when you die, come back and and tell me, and then I'll believe. (laughs) Chris, when you die because you're so old, (laughs) who's the one that's going to be 50 like on Friday? (laughs) Not me. You don't know if you're going to become a ghost because some of them are have unfinished business. Maybe my business. Your unfinished business is proving ghosts are real. (laughs) Obviously, that was amazing. I shouldn't be the one explaining to this to you, (laughs) Mister Believer. And it's all about playing the odds. If you get enough people, like thousands of people, some of them are Mm -hmm. bound. I don't even know that many people. Facebook. (laughs) That's fair, but like literally every time you're anywhere, just be like, hi. You die before I do. I'll just put it Come out. Come say hi. Come say hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the greatest thing ever. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, we didn't say this. If you want to look at things we do on the internet, oh, yes. we're on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour. I got distracted because we were having fun. You yes. can also email us, spoophour at gmail.com. And when you email us, if you send us fun things, we'll read them on the air. Yeah. Yes. For you- example... Our listener, Caitlin, sent oh. us something that I've been very excited to share and had to <gasps> stop myself from sharing with Sasha. Yay. So in the episode at time of recording was most recently dropped. When you're listening to this two weeks ago, we talked about Slepnir, the eight-legged horse yeah. that Loki birthed mm-hmm. and how Slepnir would wear pants because <laughs> eight legs. So would they wear them like this or like this? <laughs> Caitlin emailed and said, hey, gang, I feel like it would need four pairs of pants. And depending on how long Sleipnir's stride is, it would dictate how the pants should be worn. If the pants are standard human size, I imagine the horse would have to wear the pants strangely by human standards with two pairs of pants on each side, two <laughs> left legs in one pair, the other two in the second pair, copy on the right side. But if the pants are horse-sized, there would be four pairs of pants, one leg from each side in each pair of pants with the buttons strapped over their backs. Thoughts? With the buttons strapped over their backs. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. I would have assumed it would have gone under, but I guess horse belly is an issue yes i still maintain just the back legs would wear the pants i'm so happy that someone took that question seriously (laughs) is there a a drawing that went along with it like a corresponding picture we didn't draw it but we did speculate because we were talking about like we know it's probably like regular horse leg positioning they just double up (laughs) but i like to think that like it's like if this is the horse body it's like a circle yeah so it's just a Almost circle like a of legs. So some legs are oh. in the air sometimes. Yeah. But. Oh, see, yeah. I was still thinking of it as like <laughs> a normal. Can you see that? Like a normal <laughs> horse with like just extra pairs of legs. You need to put it on But I still thought that we'll put it on the, the, the pants would still go like. On the back on the, legs. Yeah, like the back like four. The back four yeah, get see, the pants. <laughs> So obvious. That's podcasts are not visual medium. Pants. I just doodled a like a horse on a post-it and held it up to the camera for everyone. Don't worry, Sasha's gonna send me a picture of it. We'll I, I will. It's amazing. That, it needs a tail and a mane. And they have to be assless chaps, obviously. Assless chaps. Yeah. Well, they assless need chaps. Place, they need to. Place oh yeah. To poop. It would need like oh. a- that's actually. 
an interesting point because horse haunches are so big. Mm-hmm. I don't think regular pants are going to fit over them because they'd have to be weirdly shaped, right? Yeah, right. Because of the way the horse butt is, yeah, it's not like a human horses butt. Horses have some booty. Yeah, and they can't. You can't yeah. cover their their bottom hole, their anus. <laughs> no, gonna, you can't because they have poop. no control over that so, thing. Exactly. Yeah, they it let gets it out. a little yeah. hole back See? here. Sasha has now drawn the, <laughs> the horse wearing assless chaps. It gets assless chaps. We did. This the makes pants a are aesthetic of, uh, only. This is crazy. Aesthetic. Aesthetics. Aesthetics. Yeah. Aesthetics. We did a, we d- anyway, you guys want to start an assless chaps line and call it aesthetics? <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> we did a, we did a, uh, so I, I write for a sketch comedy group here and we had a whole nice. debate on if you're a centaur, if your genitals are in the front like a guy or if they're in the back like a horse. And I always assumed they were horse genitals. That's too. what I thought. Me too. And so we actually yeah. wrote a sketch about it because it's a naughty <laughs> sketch group. And the sketch, <laughs> the guy, he, they, we got an inflatable horse costume and he wore it like a centaur and put a dildo <laughs> through the front like a man. And then the whole I can sketch only hope it's a giant it. dildo. Yeah, it was a giant because, dildo. And he was, and horse, it, and horse it gave him magic. Size. They gave him magic powers. Obviously. Wow. Magic horse dick. Yeah, magic horse dick. <laughs> <laughs> If you have thoughts about how Sleep There would wear pants, or if you want to buy aesthetics <laughs> ashless chaps, email spoopower at gmail.com. Or you want to talk about centaur you. genitalia. <laughs> yes, but make sure that you don't use words that are going to get caught by my spam filter. <laughs> I do not want to have to dig through spam to find your jokes about horse dicks. <laughs> so... Let's keep them PG-13, people. Anyway, since y'all are on for the second time, Mm-mm. and you've already gotten your tarot done by Sasha, mm-hmm. what this means is that you get a different second-time ghost game. Namely, okay. do you want to find out what cryptid you're going to marry? <laughs> uh, yes! Cryptid husband! Okay, so, the way to play Christi- cryptid husband, who wants to go first? I do. Or do you want a dual husband that you share? No, I want my own husband. <laughs> he's so desperate for a husband. He's like, I'll go first. Well, Aww, okay, I Chris. Know, I already know Cody's. It'll be, I mean, he likes hairy men, so it'll be Bigfoot, of course. <laughs> I mean, we can only hope. All right. So <laughs> orange, fair. white, black, or gray? Orange. O-R-A-N-G-E. One, five, two, or four? Five. Seven, eight, three, or six? Seven. You're going to marry a jackalope, which is appropriate because <laughs> oh. you live in the Southwest. Oh, yay. That's going to be so cool. <laughs> he goes right up to my knee. <laughs> it's true, but they're very horny, according to legends. And that's not a joke well, they because they have horns. Rabbit. Yeah, according to legends, they are aggressively horny. So, wow. Good luck so to you. So aggressively horny. Congratulations. So aggressively I th- horny. I think I could uh, manage. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to have It's a- fuck, marry, kill all in one cryptid. So. He's going to use a lot of teeth, though, so you got to be Ew. careful. Uh oh. <laughs> Anywho. All right, Cody, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> you ready? Okay. Orange, white, black, or gray? Gray. One, five, two, or four? Um, two. One, five, two, or four? Four. <gasps> what is it? Chris say? is psychic. You're marrying Bigfoot. I told you. I get my big awesome. hairy bear. <laughs> big right. hairy bear. Yay. Man bear pig. That's so, great. Congratulations. Oh, we're gonna be so happy together. Nuptials. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the woods. Thank you. Oh yeah. Th- <laughs> 
Has anything spooky happened to y'all this week? Um, yes. I saw a really scary ass movie this week. Ooh. <gasps> what did Which you see? Uh, I have Shudder. It's called Terrifier, and it's a Spanish movie. And mm-hmm. it was really fucking scary. I, I have not seen a movie that scary in a long time. So, yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. spooky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spanish horror doesn't fuck. Spanish horror does not fuck around. No, absolutely. No, not. it sure doesn't. Mm-mm. Nor That's Japanese true. horror either. Yeah, Mm-mm. That's true. <laughs> It's like only because Japan is magical around. and terrifying. Yeah. Yes, yeah. agreed. America's like, what if we slasher film? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just lots America's of blood. like, what if just a lot of blood? <laughs> and other countries and is like, can like fuck with our psyches. What if we fill you with existential dread and then have something kill you? It's like, oh, I don't like <laughs> yeah. this anymore. This isn't a fun game. <laughs> I, I love that Japanese horror doesn't have to explain every little thing. Like it leaves a yeah. lot to your own, it's, and I think it's very that's cerebral. Smart. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes it worse. It's like when you fill in the corner, like a dark corner in with your imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Imagination exactly. runs rampant. It is scary. It sure does. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Anything spooky happened oh, to you? So, well, and so I don't, nothing yeah. spooky happened. So can I tell a quick joke I just made up? Okay. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So if Chris and his cryptid run away to Vegas, they're going to jack a lope. Oh, uh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. See, that's I how you know it. he's getting old. He tells these dad jokes. Wait, how dare you? We tell dad jokes every week, and I'm 30 years old and fucking ancient. I, I was going to say, that could also be what what I'm going to do this summer. Oh, right? that's true. Oh, You're going to jack a <gasps> I'm going to jack yeah. a lope. Fiance's name is Jack. Because Sasha's wedding got postponed. Yeah. yeah. Coronavirus oh. canceled our actual like day of our wedding. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. So, but, but we're still going to get married, so that's good. You're going to hashtag Jack Alope. Jack <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Power. My spooky thing is not about me. It's about one of our more recent listeners slash one of my best friends, Julia. But she texted me last night and she visited her parents yesterday for the first time since quarantine started and brought brought up a birth certificate that her dad had given her. It's from 1855. Oh, wow. And it's for a great-great-grandpa named Ambrose Vonada, and it's German, and she sent me a picture of it and said, is it haunted? And I was yes, like, it oh, is. that amount of detail would say, probably. That is a cool um, certificate. Right? Isn't that beautiful? Well, I'll... I'll ask her to take some nicer photos so we can put on Instagram. I was going to say, yeah, we can we can fuzz out the identifying information yeah. to show the border. Well, so that's the thing is she doesn't even know which word actually identifies Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> but her her aunt was able to like confirm that it lines the everything like lines up. And yeah, it was like the one word that you could kind of discern it was unterklu Kufler, Unterkufler. <laughs> Which means haunted as fuck in German. <laughs> the maiden name of his mother. And then also oh. there's a cradle at her parents' house that... Rocks itself on its own when no one's near it. Probably. <laughs> it was made by another great-great-grandfather out of a barrel while tra- traveling in a Conestoga wagon and also oh, wow. probably haunted. It's from 1875. It has the oh. barrel stamp on the bottom. Nope. Oh my so, gosh. Julia, this is a formal invitation that we need to record with you so you can tell us about these weird haunted artifacts that your parents just casually keep in their house. <laughs> yes, when the demon comes for you, please come on Spoop Hour and talk about it. <laughs> she, so she has the birth certificate now with her in her apartment. The cradle's still at her parents' house, but it's just like, 
She actually said that for the first time, she actually was kind of scared in her apartment. Because of the birth certificate? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like she was cursed. like, oh, no, wait, I brought something in. <laughs> oh, my God, she birthed something. <laughs> I think they should have a TV show like Antiques Roadshow, but it should be all haunted antiques. Yes. You know? I love it. Isn't that also Antiques Roadshow, though? Aren't they all haunted? <laughs> That's true. But then, more like, interesting. You take it are. to another specialist after the Antiques Roadshow, who then... Oh, yeah, like and they just stand over the dowsing rods. Yeah. Who's in here? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and like instead of a higher value, the more haunted it is, like the you win. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the more sage they burn at you. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. <laughs> well, the spooky thing that happened to me did happen to me personally. So we had some plants that needed to be dumped and we have a bog behind the house. These these plants were lovely plants, but they had they had died and they were mostly like dead plant matter. And we have, like, woodsy bog, and it's probably not against community regulations to dump plants in there because there's nothing bad in the plants. It's just organic material. Mm -hmm. But I feel weird doing it because we rent and everybody around us is homeowners. So I decided yesterday, under cover of darkness, (laughs) I should dump these plants. So I waited for the sun to go down. And And it gets pitch black outside, and it was pitch black. And I was video chatting with my boyfriend and I was like, okay, it's dark. I got to go dump the plants. And he was like, what? And I was like, hold on, let me pull up the flashlight on my phone. Let's go do this. So I like take him out. And I discovered I could not both video chat him and have the flashlight on my phone. Uh So dumbly, I decided to keep video chatting him because I was like, this way, if a murderer gets me in the woods, you'll be a witness to to it. He's like, yeah, I was like, you will theoretically avenge me. And he's like, will I? And I'm like, shut up. Let me have this. So I do. I had to do like five trips. And on the third trip, I hear something behind me. And I'm like, someone's out here. And he was like, I hope they don't murder you because I can't see anything. (laughs) And it turned out our neighbor on the one side was cleaning his grill. I don't know why he was cleaning his grill at nine o'clock at night, but he was. So that was a scary thing that happened to me. I went into the woods at night and there was a scary sound. Wow. I wonder what he thought watching this crazy lady like taking plants out in the cover of night. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty much what Jack said. Jack was like, it's probably fine. I don't think he, and he's like, you're making it weird. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm already in it. And he's heard me go, there's someone out here. So. <laughs> what I love is that it reminds me of the episode of Simpsons when Flanders accidentally kills Maud's houseplant yeah. and like mm-hmm. is dumping the, what Bart oh, thinks yeah, is the yeah, body yeah. in his yeah. backyard. Yep. Yeah, that's basically what I did yesterday. You're just uh, taking remnants of someone's body out into the woods. Yes, I did like six trips. And at one point, like, it was a hanging basket that I was trying to dump. And so when I dumped it, some of the root structure got stuck on the hook part. So I just go, shit. And then there, if I'm sure some, I'm sure the guy cleaning his grill just hears me go, thump, 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 thump. <laughs> until finally the roots come out. <laughs> oh my God, that's too he was, funny. He was like FaceTiming someone and he was like, someone's out here. Like He's like, should I call the cops? I think she's dumping a body. <laughs> it's so dark. Why is she doing this? Anyway, it rains today, so all evidence of my crime has been washed away. <laughs> it's soaking, soaked up by the bog. By, Thank God. By Wednesday, we're going to be at 107 degrees. So. No. Jesus Christ. Yep. Not happy. It's been very unseasonably, like, scorching. Yep. You see oh, that? God. Burn away the corona. Burn away the corona. Mm-mm. The thing it was. Fire is cleansing? My, my uncle lives in Palm Springs yeah. and will send me weather updates. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. nope. 
Yeah, my mom's been texting. She's like, it's very hot here. And I'm like, no, thank you. We're very lucky, though, because it was very cool until last week. It just changed over two days. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, anywho. Stay cool. (laughs) Anyway, what are we talking about today? Werewolves. Oh. Swear wolves. (laughs) Not swear wolves. That was a very weak awoo. That was amazing. That's like when a big dog doesn't really want to bark, so it just does like a little like... (laughs) It was that, but it was an awoo. Like Daria being a werewolf and just being like, oh. 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 (laughs) Yes, so we're going to give you... I've got the history of werewolves. Cool. Do you talk about Like a historical overview. (laughs) And then... There's a she-wolf in the closet that we're going to let out. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, so, Yara, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to and then so I'm going to give history of werewolves and then we're just going to play that Shakira song on loop for the next 45 <laughs> minutes. So I hope everybody's cool with that. <laughs> I love Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I, I would do her. Wait, you is this <laughs> Shakira's a werewolf? You don't know that song? She wolf or La Loba? She wolf. No. There's a she wolf in the closet. And then at a certain point of the song she goes, Oh I am going to show him the song okay. after we're done okay. recording. <laughs> okay. It's so funny. Well, he's about to hear it forty five times yeah. to fill the next forty five minutes. It's <laughs> the best day. So this is from Wikipedia, History.com, TheConversation.com, LiveScience.com, HistoryDaily.org, HistoricMysteries.com, Wired.com, and (laughs) FarmersAlmanac.com. Oh, shit. Farmers Almanac also has werewolves, though? Yeah, they were like, it's going to be a really rainy year and also werewolves. (laughs) That is funny. If you're not aware of what a werewolf is, bare bones description it's somebody who is a person sometimes who turns into a wolf. There are variations therein. Sometimes they can change at will. Sometimes it's because of the full moon. Mostly it's because of the full moon. Sometimes it's they have a magical garment, whatever. But human sometimes, werewolf means they're a wolf other times. <laughs> the concept of people turning into wolves is centuries old. The Epic of Gilgamesh, a Mesopotamian epic poem, details a man transforming into a wolf... And this poem dates back to about 2100 BCE. <gasps> so it's old AF. Damn. We talked about yeah. Gilgamesh in our last episode about the succubi because they also talk about succubi in that mm-hmm. poem. Ooh. Yeah. So I think the lady in question, the source I, I read did not call her a succubus, but it does seem like she's a succubus. Mm-hmm. Basically what happens in the epic is that Gilgamesh was crushing on this foxy lady, which is why I think she was a succubus. <laughs> And then he found out that she had turned a previous lover into a wolf. And then that was a deal breaker for him. He was like, I don't want any of that. So he just like (laughs) noped on out of there. But that was like one. That's our oldest surviving record of someone saying they were a person that became a wolf. And it was because of a breakup, probably at the hands of a succubus. (laughs) Yay, ladies. (laughs) Norse mythology has the saga of the Volsungs. So in it, a father and son find wolf pelts that when they wear them, they turn into wolves. They go on a murderous rampage, but ultimately are stopped when the father turns on the son and gives him a fatal wound. But the son survived because a kindly raven gave the father a magic leaf with healing powers. And the father clearly felt bad about almost killing his son. So he used the leaf to heal his son. Wow. and then in other Norse lore, it was believed that warriors could put on a wolfskin belt and gain the ferocity of the wolf before battle. Mm-hmm. And the Norse are also responsible for the term werewolf because it is derived from Norse words meaning man-wolf. 
Oh. We did not try very hard. We were like, man wolf, done, nailed it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the ancient Greeks had the Nuri, a nomadic tribe of magical men who changed into wolves for a few days every year. Arcadia, a specific region in Greece, worshipped Zeus only in wolf form, and his name was Lycaean Zeus, mm. which literally means wolf, wolf Zeus. Zeus. Wolf Zeus. <laughs> wolf Zeus, you love to see it. According to historic accounts and literature, the appropriate way to worship Wolf Zeus was with human flesh mixed in with ritual animal sacrifice. Mm. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> in one Plato tale, Wolf Zeus's temple was protected by a man who sampled a little bit of the human meat along with the animal meat. He was just like, looks like a snack. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. So, he just ate a little bit of it. And then he transformed into a wolf because of that. Mm. There's also another account of a young boy being sacrificed for Wolf Zeus, and then young athlete Demarcus decided to give human entrails a taste, because, you know, when you're cooking something, you're like, I kind of want to try this, you know, maybe it's good. But this was a mistake, because Demarcus then turned into a wolf for nine years. So a lot of historic accounts of werewolves started as cannibals, (laughs) which was very fun for me to read about. And then... (laughs) You remember the guy who was the protector of Wolf Zeus's temple mm-hmm. until he ate the human meat and turned into a wolf? Mm-hmm. Well, Plato called him the protector turned tyrant, and that was actually the mythical king Lycaon. Mm-hmm. And Ovid described Lycaon as an immoral murderer slash cannibal, which then set up the rule for if you eat human meat, you become a wolf. Oh. And then you would be a lycanthrope forever. Also, his name is Wolf. Yeah, so like his name the writing like was on the McWolf. wolf. Yeah, his his parents gave birth to him, and they were like, I don't know, he looks like he's eventually going to eat human meat and turn into a wolf. Let's call him Lycan. It's like fucking Remus Lupin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We named our son Wolf Wolf, and then he's going to turn out to be a werewolf. Who saw yeah. this coming? <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> also, I have another Harry Potter joke about werewolves at the end of this. Ooh. So everybody strap in. Okay. So in another tale of Lycan, his sons inherited his terrible choice-making skills, So they sacrificed their youngest brother as part of a scheme to make Zeus look weak. This is always a terrible plan. Yeah. Don't fuck with Zeus. Mm -mm. He does not handle it well. So their plan was they were going to use the youngest brother's meat and feed it to Zeus and trick him into eating human meat and making him kind of a cannibal, even though he's a god, but like it's frowned upon. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Zeus was like, this is human meat. I'm not fucking eating it, you fucking asshole. I'm not stupid. I'm not an idiot like you. And then he struck down the remaining brothers with a lightning bolt and transformed their father into a wolf. Some accounts of this tale said Lycaon had 50 sons in total. So this is a lot of dudes to smite down with one lightning bolt. Yeah. 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 Because it's 49. Because the one was already dead. Yeah. Yikes. (laughs) Do no fault of his own. He made fine choices. Old-timey Christianity also really dug the idea of a werewolf. So Mm -hmm. there used to be a hefty dose of Christianity and Christian values in werewolf lore. Christians believed that lycanthropy was the result of deals made with the devil or divine punishment. So either you were buddy-buddy with Satan or God was like, you fucked up, enjoy being a wolf, you (laughs) shithead. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So remember the Norse thing about the wolf belt that gives you, like, werewolf powers? So... Christianity scooped that up, too, and they believed that the devil would provide witches and his other minions with the wolf belt as a favor for doing his dirty business. And then the wolf belt could sometimes make the person immortal, but that would only work if they took the wolf belt off at daybreak and hid it. 
And if somebody stole the pelt while the werewolf was in human form, the werewolf could be killed. So uh, they weren't immortal if somebody got the belt from mm. them, and then you could kill them, and that's bad. Is this actually like in them. the Bible? Like this is like Luke fourteen twenty three, <laughs> Jesus and the werewolf. It's in Leviticus. It's in the really oh. weird one that nobody likes. That no, I'm just kidding. It's not. I don't think it's in the Bible. It was just because I don't think the Bible it's specifically the references Testament. werewolves. It's one of those like it's almost like a parable that kind of got picked up over time oh. because. There were wolves around, and there were these stories about werewolves, and Christianity was like, this is a great thing to use to scare people into listening to God, so don't mind if I take it. Yeah. Yeah. And then in Western Europe, werewolves were believed to be the result of eating the wrong herbs, which... Fuck me, (laughs) because I'll eat anything. (laughs) Sleeping under the full moon on a Friday... Being conceived under a new moon, which seems like bullshit, because that's something that you have no control yeah, over. Right. You don't get to pick when you're conceived. Or drinking water that a wolf has touched. And I put in my notes, I don't know how you can tell that your water has been touched by a wolf. <laughs> There's but... all this fur floating in it, and you're like, right. eh, seems legit. Yeah. That seems fine. Like, it smells like wolf, but I'm like, really thirsty. How so. far no. upstream or downstream does that water need to get, you know? <laughs> right. Or, like, how long does it have to be between, like, a wolf drank from this, it's been three months, can I drink from it too, or yeah. is it still... Right. I, the, the rules are unclear. I don't <laughs> what know. What are the rules? We just don't know. Yeah. Western Europe did not share Western Europe's werewolf rules, so that's fine. <laughs> but they are probably responsible for where we got the idea that full moons turned people into wolves Mm -hmm. because of if you sleep under the full moon on a Friday, it Mm. turns you into a werewolf. And weirdly, all of the things that are associated with werewolves, the one that has endured over the years is the full moon one, Mm -hmm. which is weird because the older you go, the less you see that. Like nobody talks about the moon until you get to Western Europe, Hmm. which is very late in the game considering we started in 2100 BCE. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those so, other pelt stories and stuff, none of that stuck. No, none of that stuck. None of the cannibalism stuck. And there was a lot of cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we just like shrugged all of that off. We're like, eh, who has time for it? <laughs> Are you guys ready for some historic cures for lycanthropy? Yes. yes. All right. Number one, obviously, exorcism <laughs> works uh. for everything else. Let's get the wolf out of you. <laughs> Number two is potions that heavily feature wolf's bane. Probably because it's called Wolf's Bane. Is that a um, real thing? Three. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. What is that? It's an herb. It's like a flower. Here, I'll oh. pull up a picture. Oh, so like a wolf tooth? No, it's an herb. D- oh, shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I didn't know this. It's pretty. Yeah. I, I think it was it's just... toxic to humans. Yeah, it it's like a really pretty fl- purple flower. Yeah. Oh. Well... The more you know. Yeah, it's real pretty. <laughs> it's pretty, though. It's real oh, pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it wards off werewolves, so everybody wins. Win, win, win. <laughs> you can also have a witch doctor chant over the alleged werewolf, and that'll get the wolf out of you. There's also surgery, and I could not find details on what kind of surgery. I think they would just start cutting until the person said, I'm not a wolf anymore, please, <laughs> please stop. stop. And or they died, in they, which case the wolf was cured too. They just castrate you. could you. pierce the werewolf's hands with nails, or the simplest one, you say the person's name three times in a row, like the Beetlejuice rule. Like Candyman. But, stop. <laughs> or Candyman. <laughs> or Candyman. No, uh-uh. oh, no. That was two times. <laughs> Technically it was three. It's fine. <laughs> We're in different states. You don't believe in anything. Hold on to that, Cody. So, yeah, I don't know why saying the person's name three times, but it would just be like, 
Beetlejuice, 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 and then the werewolf comes out, I guess. Wow. Or Bloody Most, Mary. <laughs> also true. There's a lot of things where you say the name three times and they appear. So it's weird that in werewolves it cures you, but that's yeah. fine. Right. I put in my notes, most likely werewolves aren't real. <laughs> most likely. Who can say for sure? Historically, werewolves are people being confused about either seeing actual wolves and being like, that could be a person, or they're trying to find an explanation for something bad that has happened, namely brutal serial killers. Because mm. it's a lot easier to believe that somebody who committed a horrible crime and killed a bunch of people was possessed by a wolf and acting on the wolf spirit rather than just being like a fucked up human, because that's very scary. And finally, this isn't history. It's just something funny I saw on the internet once and I wanted to share. At one point in the Harry Potter books, Tom Riddle calls Hagrid dumb for trying to raise werewolf cubs under his bed. As this internet person pointed out, those would be human children. Right? <laughs> That's true. Oh. oh, I never realized that. Is, that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So he stole babies. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Tom Riddle should have been judging Hagrid for the crime of kidnapping, not for what we all imagined, which was having wolf puppies under. Th- they were not wolf puppies. They were human children. <laughs> That's true, except for under the full moon. Other than that, they would be just babies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So twenty-eight days out of the month. Can, can you imagine being humans. a teenager and trying to raise a bunch of babies under your bed? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine being the roommate of the teenager who has a bunch of babies under his bed, like? Okay, I'm going to the library, like, I guess. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> okay, wow, that mind blown. And the Remus Lupin, I never thought about that was his name before. His name was Wolf Wolf. Turned. Before he was a werewolf. So yeah. his parents Wolfie just, cur- oh yeah. Cursed him. His parents were like, well, what do we want for him in the future? I don't know, werewolf? There was, it's so, the, the thing about the cannibals was so fascinating because we did a completely separate topic. And it was, <laughs> and it had the same thing where it was basically all cautionary tales about don't be a cannibal and it was all the similar thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh my why did we have to warn so many people back then not to fucking eat other people because food was scarce and yep. people were plentiful yep <laughs> the so people we need they are plentiful <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the t-shirt is food is scarce people are no plentiful, plentiful. <laughs> no so, like, you know, if you're if you're starving to death and you have a neighbor you don't like you need a reason not to kill and eat your neighbor that's true, because they pissed you off and you're hungry. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, two- it's like I can get their land and have a really good meal besides. <laughs> Done. Yeah, yeah. So we have to warn people about cannibalism and incest. Like, those are not, you know, yeah. those are two things. Oh, yeah, all the shit about incest yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, my God. Human beings love incest and murder. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who wants to share their story? So my story brings us to the Midwestern state of Wisconsin, specifically the city of Elkhorn, which is about 40 miles from Milwaukee. I am talking about the Beast of Bray Road. Um, Yay! Before the Europeans infiltrated Wisconsin, uh, the land, like most American soil, was inhabited by indigenous people. Wolves are a prominent figure in native culture, and with that come the tales of werewolves. Werewolf folklore is historically a big part of German culture as well, so when they took over the land of Wisconsin in the 1800s, they too brought those stories with them as well as most of the various European settlers that came after them. So it comes to no surprise that Wisconsin still has stories of werewolves to this day. Uh, the The first sighting of the Beast of Bray Road took place in 1938 by a Mark uh, Shackleman. After leaving work one night to go home, he was driving down a long stretch of road when he saw a shadowy figure standing uh, near a Native American burial mound. 
Oh, God. What that he saw. We've learned from poltergeist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Never good. Uh, and what he saw was a figure to him that to him looked to be over seven feet tall, covered in hair, standing upright with a muzzled face and the features of a dog and ape. If that wasn't strange enough, he said its hands had only three fingers and a twisted thumb. Yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> Uh, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the car to be able to get a clear look, and as he did, he caught the smell of rotting meat. Ooh. The figure seemed to be digging into the burial mound. Uh, Shackleman got too freaked out, so he got back in the car and drove off. He returned a day or two later, and the beast was still there. This time, it just grunted at Shackleman. So. <laughs> <laughs> was he not concerned that the beast had not moved at all? I guess He's just not. like, sup? That's a good question. He's still there after all that time. Yeah. Did he make yeah. any progress? Like, I don't know. Or is he still just there at the very surface? That's all he said. I have Lazy ass. He showed up. He's like, sup? <laughs> and then 28 years later in 1964, uh, Dennis Fulis. He was still there. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Fulis had a similar encounter uh, to Shackleman's, but this time in Harvard, Illinois. So uh, totally random. While he was well, driving... when you don't move for 28 years, you want to get really far away from where you were. Yeah. <laughs> so you stay in the Midwest. Yes. Well, well, stay dri- in the Midwest, though. We don't want to get crazy. Yeah. He was doing his YouTube 5K in place in <laughs> <Whatever>. Wisconsin. <laughs> and then that's, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, while he was driving home down the highway from his job, his headlights came upon a weird creature that ran across the road and jumped over a barbed wire fence before he lost sight of it. He described the creature as being dark brown, looking as it weighed around four or 500 pounds and again standing seven or eight feet tall. Fulis returned to the site later, but couldn't find much evidence. And then eight years later in 1972, um, this goes back to Wisconsin, the police were called by a woman for an attempted break-in. When she was interviewed, she said that the intruder looked like a huge unknown animal who tried to enter her house through the door. It Don't then like that. came back later. Yeah. Well, like, use the door. Yeah. He's so polite. <laughs> it then came yeah, back. like he's eight feet tall. He can probably just bust through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. It's kind of yeah. nice that he tried to use the door. <laughs> uh, the creature then came back later and injured a farm animal animal by inflicting a wound that ran from one shoulder to the other. Uh, the only good. evidence in this accident was a 12-inch long footprint. <laughs> yeah. What animal are we talking, though? Because, like, chickens are farm animals. That's true. Oh, that's true. Shoulder to shoulder. So that's a lot less scary, like ch- chicken shoulder to chicken shoulder, as opposed to, like, a cow or a horse or something big. Yeah. one inch. Yeah, that's Yeah, true. it's like, I guess it's a scratch. It could have been one of the other chickens, or it could have been a wolf monster. <laughs> and, and I wear a size 12, so my feet are one foot long. 12 inches. Yeah, 12 inches. Oh, That's my foot. Well, that's fair. So it's yeah. me. Huh. This about me. <laughs> Did you damage someone's chicken again? <laughs> well, but at least I knocked. <laughs> oh, you're so polite. Well, Mama then, raised you right. <laughs> well, then in the fall of 1989, Scott Bray said he saw a, quote, strange looking dog in his pasture, which was near Bray Road. What a weird dog. Yeah. He said that the beast was larger and taller than a German shepherd, had pointed ears, was covered in gray and black fur and had a hairy tail. He tried to follow. That's the... just a coyote. Yeah, that's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tried to follow the creature, but lost sight of him, only to find evidence of again huge footprints. Uh, around Cody. that same time, 
Uh, Russell Guest also reported a sighting. He was out and about, and he heard rustling of some brush. Uh, when he investigated, he saw a beast standing on its hind legs, scaring him so much that he ran away. As he was running away, he looked over his shoulder to make sure it was not, uh, wasn't following him. And by that time, the creature was all, uh, now on all fours. He said the beast had black and gray fur and was also larger than a German shepherd, about five feet tall with a dog or wolf head, a wide neck and shoulders with, with, the, with primarily canine features. It's weird that they're measuring it to a German shepherd. I don't get that yeah. <laughs> in both these cases. <laughs> Coyote, because like when you're describing a coyote, you're like, it looks like a skinny German shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Well, and it's like in canine features because it is a canine. Like this wolf <laughs> yeah. has it's so many canine features. <laughs> what a weird dog. What a weird dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, also in 1989, Lori and Drizzy, a bar manager, was driving down Bray Road when she encountered what she first thought was a human kneeling or hunched on the side of the road. She slowed down to see what was going on and saw what she described as a beast with gray-brown fur, fangs, pointed ears, with a long face that had a snout and yellow glowing eyes. She said I have a question. Sure. Did she ask it why the long face? Terrible. God, that timing was so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, she said its arms had joints and fingers that looked human with claws coming out of them. And then in 1980, at Christmas time at the age of 11, Heather Bowery saw the creature on the way home from sledding. She and her friends. Oh, God. Sledding? Yeah. Oh, they said sledding. (laughs) Sledding. She's 11. So polite. That's way too young for that. (laughs) No slut shaming here. (laughs) No slut shaming here. When you're 11, though. (laughs) Maybe not. Her and her friends saw a large animal walking along a, a creek in a cornfield. Uh, thinking it was a dog, they called it to them. <laughs> that would be me. Here, I'm pup. not going to lie to you. I'm 30 goddamn years old. And I'd be like, come here, puppy. <laughs> the creature looked to them and, and why the long on face. its hind legs first. <laughs> then dropped well, when I got close and I saw it had a long face, I'd ask it why it had a long face. <laughs> well, this thing looked at them and stood up on its hind legs and then dropped back down to all fours and started charging towards them. Oh, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> They ran away and they stated the beast followed them a short while and then they, then it ran its own way. The same year, a dairy farmer called Mike Eaton reported seeing a dog-like beast that was much bigger than a normal dog. He said it was holding in its paws, uh, or he said it was sitting like a raccoon and eating something it was holding in its paws. Uh, That's just me on the weekends and it's nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> uh, he said that it had a wide snout and that was uh, that was shorter than a dog's muzzle and its legs were thick and covered in dark fur. And then this one. Yeah, that's still me. <laughs> this is the one that most people have heard of that in 1999 on Halloween, Doristine Gibson, who was 18 at the time, was driving on Bray Road when she felt her tire lift as she had run over something huge. She stopped oh God. and got out of the car to see if she had hit anything when she noticed a large hairy figure moving towards her. She got freaked out, so she jumped in the car and started it. As she drove off, the beast jumped on the trunk of the car, oh. but it couldn't hold on to the car, so and it slipped off. So, I don't like that. Yeah. And while trick-or-treating later that night with a friend, she passed near the same place to see a large shape near the road. So, um, so Nobody in- questioned the 18-year-old trick-or-treating? Hey. <laughs> oh, like, I respect yeah. it. I, I, respect I went trick-or-treating my senior year of high school. 
I, I you weren't 18 your senior year yeah, of high school. Friends, some of my no friends one. were, and we had a freshman from college also come with us. I, we were in I cute costumes. They gave us candy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my research, I couldn't find much other sightings beyond what I have talked about here, but the blog... Oh, that's like a thousand sightings. I know, but after <laughs> 1999... Sorry, I only have a thousand, thousand guys. Uh, specifically after 1999, so... Uh, well, things die. God. Yeah, but the blog I got the information from did have an update of an email from a man who had an encounter. Yeah. He said uh. in 2007 or 2008, he, his son, and their dog were camping, and at about 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning, he had gotten up to take the dog and himself out to pee. As he approached the edge of the campsite, <laughs> the dog started to back up and growl. He then heard this strange loud breathing sound. When he looked Uh-oh. up, he saw a big creature that was on all fours taking like d- gigantic leaps from what he could see. The That's g- just a weird pervert doing parkour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kangaroo. <laughs> from what he could see, the thing had dark or black hair or dark brown or black hair that was matted and it looked very muscular unlike a normal dog. With that, me. Oh, <laughs> brag. I do insanity, you guys. I'm so swole. <laughs> uh, with that, he went back to camp, uh, packed up, and they left. He says he has gone back to the campsite a few times, but hasn't seen anything since. Hmm. And that is the Beast of hmm. Bray Road. Interesting. Okay. Ooh. Don't like that. Never want to yeah. find something on all fours doing parkour in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I solved this by never going in the woods, except last night to dump plants. <laughs> what would you have done if you saw something doing parkour in the woods? You freaked out I that one time. It. Do you remember that guy was like sitting in the backwoods, like in a deer blind? Yes, because he was in a deer blind in a residential neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, I probably would have then turned my phone around, been like, Jack, look, anyway, I'm going inside. <laughs> Locking all the doors the and never around. coming out. I've been, like, been like, why the long face? <laughs> I'd say that once I was back inside the basement, I'd close and lock the door and then just be like, hey, hey, why the long face? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, God. So I'm going to talk about the werewolves of Polini. I got my research, (laughs) so take that with a grain of salt, research, from um, (laughs) monstrumaathenium.org, historycollection.co, and historydaily.org. I mean, we're talking about werewolves. We're talking about real real science, werewolves, only bloggers on the internet know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) They're helping us out a lot. So this is a case from Franche-Comté, which is a region in eastern France, which was also a real hub of werewolf activity in the 16th century. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Yeah, so apparently France had a lot of werewolves. This is just one particular case that was particularly engrossing. So in 1521, several children in one community in France were abducted and brutally killed. Two Frenchmen called the werewolves of Poligny, named Michel Verdun and Pierre Bugot, or his alias was Gros Pierre, which means Fat Pierre. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> fat Peter. Were fat accused Peter. of the crimes oh. and executed for lycanthropy in 1521. They were sentenced to burn at the stake because fire was one of the few ways to kill a werewolf besides, oh, you know, really? huh. exorcism. But that was the way they were yeah. like, we definitely know that we killed the werewolf if we burn it. <laughs> and just, and just fire kills most things. Yeah. yeah. Fire kill, nice cleansing fire. 
Yeah, it's going to kill pretty much anything, so that's fine. (laughs) So their trial by the Inquisition drew throngs of people and... Apparently, there was a full and lurid confession of their crimes. So the story starts that Burgot says that one fateful night in 1502, he was struggling to herd his flock of sheep during a thunderstorm when three riders dressed in black approached him. Burgot told them that he was fearful that his sheep would be taken by predators. One of the uh, riders dressed in black demanded that Burgot denounce God and all things holy and acknowledge mm. him as Burgot's new lord and master so that none <laughs> of his sheep would be lost. I'm going to start doing that when we're allowed out of the house again. I'm going to be like, no, I am your new lord and master. Right? <laughs> find someone wandering around and being like, oh, I can't find Excuse my me, dog. Do and you know you'll be the like, green beans are? I am your god now. I am your god now. You're in the grocery store. You are everyone's god. <laughs> So basically, the men in blant, blant, the, <laughs> the men in black. Oh, I'll say the men in black. The, the men in black would grant Burgot riches and guarantee the safety of his flock. Reluctantly, he did this, renouncing God and kissing the writer's corpse cold hand. What a Ooh. great detail. This man has like no willpower yeah. of any kind. <laughs> just some randos are like, "How about I'm your God now?" And he's like. Okay. okay, if you just help me get my sheep, I just need to get them out of this thunderstorm. And they're like, kiss it, bitch. And he's like, okay. okay. He's like, this is a really weird thing to do to get you to help me with my flock, but I guess I'll like, do this. It seems fine. I'm not really doing anything else right now. Well, maybe he had a hand fetish or something. Ooh. Oh, he's like, finally, someone understands my someone thing. Someone wants hand. me to kiss <laughs> their kiss hand. It. I can get a scarecrow or like a guard dog, or I can kiss this creepy man's hand and, and swear fealty to him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That seems like the easiest choice. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know my brother-in-law said he was going to make me a scarecrow, but who has the time? <laughs> So, uh, soon after he regretted his decision, it was at that time that Burgot, right? I mean, why wouldn't you regret that decision? You renounced God. (laughs) Yeah, renouncing God and swearing fealty to a random man you met on the street. I do that like four times a week and it has never steered me wrong. (laughs) That's how I met my boyfriend. (laughs) That was just just his grinder date. What are you talking about? Right? So it was at that time that Burgot met Michel Verdun, and that was the meeting that would forever change his fate. So weary of his pact, he was summoned to a sabbat in the woods by Michel Verdun, who basically demanded that Burgot strip naked to be anointed with an ungent or a salve that turned him into a lightning-fast wolf. Again... Lightning-fast wolf. Grinder date gone wrong. Yeah, Yeah, this is like, like, wait a sec... Yeah. <laughs> Again, he's Grindr like, yeah, I could get yeah. naked right now. That seems fine. Yeah. The, I mean, like, he didn't have to Grindr go date. to the woods with Michel Verdun. I was going to say, with this guy he just met. Yeah. Like, were people super trusting back then? Right. They were like, yeah, I'll go into the woods. Yeah. I seems don't have fine. Lube, but here's this salve you can rub all over uh. myself. <laughs> right? That's what I'm... <laughs> like, as I was typing up these notes, I was like... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> They've been caught in the woods doing something else and had these murders pinned on them. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. That does seem. I did see a lot of things where once Christianity got involved with werewolves, the immoral behavior that was a sign of being a werewolf got really broadened to be anything that Christianity would vaguely disapprove of. Yeah. So that does hold true if you were found in the woods with some weird lube. And a guy you don't really know who's naked. Yeah. Sorry, that sounds like werewolf stuff. Right. 
So, continuing his testimony, Burgot claimed that he and Verdun grew beast-like fur all over their bodies. And yeah, they did. Yeah, and that their hands and feet became became clawed. The so. So the pair became werewolves and together waged a campaign of bloody violence against unwary travelers and children in the district, a murderous rampage that gripped the French countryside of uh, Besancon in terror. Legend Mm. has it that some of the children they abducted were never found. Their young corpses assumed to have been consumed by the evil duo. Between them, they first seized a boy of age seven, tearing him to pieces before the alarm was raised. They also ate a little girl, save for an arm, and killed agricultural workers indiscriminately. Uh, Burgot also confessed to tearing out a nine-year-old boy's throat with (gasps) his teeth. Right? Uh. It gets weird. And their chief motivation was in procuring only free-range meat (laughs) and the taste of warm blood. They were fucking hipster werewolves. (laughs) Yeah. And then one of my sources said that they would lap up this blood like a kitten with a saucer of milk. (laughs) They're wolves, not kittens. Get your metaphor straight. God. Dog lapping up water. (laughs) Shockingly, they also confessed to bestiality. Ew. And Ver- well, that was just when they were doing each other. Right. Well, Burgo <laughs> oh, yeah. and Verdun would also seek out she-wolves. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and they stated that they preferred fornicating with the beasts than human women. Oh, my God. I don't know about that. They were finally uh. apprehended when Verdun was caught in the act of being a werewolf because... <laughs> 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 explain that, please. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Um, a traveler passing through Poligny was attacked by a wolf, which retreated to a thicket after he bravely fought it off. The traveler followed the blood trail, hoping to prevent the angry wolf surprising him again further along his route. But instead of a wolf, the man found Verdun, whose wife was bathing in bathing a wound in precisely the same place as the wolf had been injured. Mm. Verdun instantly implicated Burgo when questioned and also named a man named Philip, Philibert Monto, who never confessed to lycanthropy, and all three of them were burned. I, I was very confused by this wife, if the wife was yeah. the wolf that attacked him. Was it like in a thicket? Like tra- and it was in a he thicket. He walked to a thicket <laughs> so and like, the wife is there. And his him? wife was just there? Yeah. I feel like the wolf was his wife. <laughs> oh, I like that version. I like that wow. idea. The she-wolf was let out. Of her closet. Of her closet. Oh, oh. It was his wife, Shakira Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the question remained, though, whether or not the tale of Burgot and Verdun was real. Some suspect that their solve was just a high-grade hallucinogen or a oh. fancy lube, <laughs> which made them kill under the notion that they were werewolves. And others hold on to the idea that these two deviants who were put to death for being lycanthropes were just like people that the church wanted to just put down basically and not they they were probably like good for nothings who just needed to be eliminated well it's just a witch hunt like the salem witch trials right just the witch trial yeah it was just the werewolf trials werewolves float (laughs) right (laughs) um werewolves float and have weird ointments the the, i found one possible salve recipe and it's um henbane deadly root Oh, sorry, root of deadly nightshade, silverweed, bat's blood, and soot mixed together into, like, a nice liquidy salve. And then applied to your body in a large quantity while outside underneath the light of a full moon. Nope. Nope. And that will actually make you you. hallucinate or whatever? 
Well, I don't know if it'll make you hallucinate, <laughs> but that's what they say will make you into a werewolf. So, oh, so oh. it'll make you hallucinate. Well, yeah, so we'll that's see. Blood, you're also gonna get corona if you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like doesn't. Maybe don't do that one. <laughs> it just also reminded me of Witch's Brew with the bat guano. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all should watch Witch's Brew. We watched it for 33% pulp, Uh and it's on YouTube, and it is just something special. But there's a spell that involves, like, smearing yourself in bat guano. And sweet baby Linda goes, what part of the bat is the guano? (laughs) um, It's a, what, 70s film? I think it was 1980, exactly. Okay, yeah, film that's just in full on YouTube. It's really really campy. It's great. Great quarantine There's a really watch. catchy song. Like, <laughs> stay for the credits because the song is a bop. I'm putting it on yeah. my cue right now. Well, it'll be nice to actually yeah. get something productive out of all my bat guano on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Now's God. the time. Wow. That's crazy. That is insane. Okay. I'm going to be saying some words that I can't pronounce, so just get ready. That's so so, I'm gonna We be... love that on Spoop Hour. Oh, okay, I, good. I had to swing all of those French pronunciations just now. It's totally fine. You had a couple that made me happy because Chris practices and even does the accent. And yeah. yeah oh. So I'm going to be talking about Manuel Blanco Romasanta. He's the werewolf of Alariz, or he was also called the Tallow Man. Now, in the article, he's referred to, actually, on all these links that I found. So I have CNET.com, werewolves.com, Wikipedia, and then one more that I forgot. Werewolves.com. I didn't know that was a thing (laughs) until I did this. That he's referred to as either Blanco or Roma Santa, like either mm-hmm. or, and I actually didn't know that, and I got confused, and I'm like, who are they? T- who are all these people? But it was the same person. So if you hear either one, it's the same person. So he's actually a real person, and he was born on November 18th of 1809 in Spain. Now it was believed that he had like a privileged upbringing due to his ability to read and write. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mr. Snobby. Yeah, I know. He, he can he, read and he write. He it over us. So he actually <laughs> stopped growing as an early teen. And so he ended up about four foot six, is what they said. Oh. So he was like, you're baby. so small. Well, this actually explained an interesting tidbit I learned on a different site. So a different site said that he was raised as a girl until about the age of six, at which point the doctors realized that he was a guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. They used to do that more often than they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they didn't change his diapers or anything for six years? Like, hello, penis. (laughs) I'm just imagining this discovery like... What is that? Maybe he had an what is right. that between his legs. <laughs> maybe he had an inning. Yeah, maybe there could be something because he was so <laughs> tiny. So maybe anyway, he grew up <laughs> and he got and grew out. He got yeah, he grew out, got married, worked as a tailor, but then his wife died, and for Aww. reasons unknown, he decided to take on the life of a traveling salesman. So he traveled all over Spain and Portugal, selling his wares. He was also known to act as his a guy. Werewolves. His, his wolf oh, where His wolf wares. His oh, wolf wares. Shit. That's so good. So, and he also was a guide. You're like, hold on, I gotta make some notes. Yeah, I gotta make some I like this. He acted as a guide for travelers to cross these mountains and stuff, which gave him further opportunities for trade. He was a Sherpa? Oh, and oh he was a Sherpa, which gave him opportunities for trade. Yeah. And you know, oh, also killing people. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Because a lot of shit happens in the mountains. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't just yeah. sing in a field of daisies. As they say, I'm no. not. No, that's only if you're a nun. As yes. They- 
Yeah. As they say in my favorite mur- murder, stay out of the forest. <laughs> yep. Yes. And the mountains. So his first murder was a guy named Vincent Vers Fernandez, who was the constable of Leon. Um, he was found dead in 1844 after co- attempting to collect a debt from Roma Santa. Rather than face the law, Roma Santa fled to Portugal. And there he used this village that I cannot pronounce at all as his hideout while he continued to work as a peddler. Now, during this time, quite a few women and children connected with him just disappeared. And he offered to act as a guide to newcomers in the town. And he even now and that's where I was like, oh, okay. well, seven of these women and two children traveling with their mothers were never seen again so there's a lot of stupidity in this article and in this story of him and so this brings out this is you said he was born in 1809 so this is probably what like 1830 this was 1844 yeah, so look at fucking H.H. H. Holmes. He built a whole-ass mm-hmm. murder hotel in the 1900s when people theoretically would have known better, yep. and he disappeared a lot of people. Right? <laughs> people are yeah. just like, huh, weird, I guess they were flighty. That's exactly, <laughs> I'm like, wow, like all these people connected him disappear, and they're like, oh, you're hired. That's okay. That's so fucking Well, weird. they were women. They barely count. <laughs> <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they kept him around because he could read and write. I guess so because yeah, that, uh, that was they thing. were like we're pretty sure this dude is a murderer, but nobody else in town can <laughs> read. So uh, I guess we yeah, gotta I, let this one slide. <laughs> so we the, need him. His business card says something, but I don't know what it says, and it just says like <laughs> murderer underneath it. Yeah, he's very honest. It's like I will kill you, but I can also read that letter. And they were like, this seems fine. So sure, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> this explains so. This explains a lot because he thought like it seems like he thought he was super smart because some of the disappearances were not noticed as he delivered letters to their families advising that they had arrived at their destinations. So oh. they couldn't read anyway. So they could have even written a letter that was like he murdered us. I help. fully killed them. Yeah. yeah, and he reads it and he's like, yeah. oh, I visited the farm and milked some cows. I'm yeah. good. I'm having a great trip. Hope y'all are well. XOXO. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my Instagram. So, it's so but, sad. But then it starts to get <laughs> stupid again. So here oh, we no. are, you know, covering <laughs> and being all smart. Well, so how does he continue to remain inconspicuous and undercover? Well, he actually started selling the clothes of his victims. Oh, my God. And this is why people started oh. getting suspicious is that they're literally like, here, buy this bloody shirt from, <laughs> from Stephanie. <laughs> And, and then he was the also name is embroidered yeah. on the shirt so that they know who, <laughs> oh God. this but shirt it... belongs to Maria. And it's like, oh, that's weird. I haven't seen Maria in a while. That went missing. But, but they can't read. Huh. And so they don't know. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. So they're like, they're like oh, yeah. this is pretty. I'll buy it. This looks like Maria's yeah. shirt. This is weird. just like it. I wonder what she's up to now. Huh. <laughs> oh, well. And he's like, I've got a letter. So, so I'll apparently... give you three of our currency for it. I don't know what our currency is, but I'll give you three of them. <laughs> I'll give you three sheep for that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I will not denounce God. Like... I will not <laughs> yeah. denounce God. I'm not that kind of shepherd. <laughs> so apparently he's not very smart. And on top of that, he was also selling soap made out of uh, the human fat oh. of his victims. Yep. And that's where he got the title of the Tallow Man. Yeah. So then... Oh, so, I was hoping it was going to be a reference to his skin color. I'm so sad uh, now. That's uh-huh. so sad. Yeah. I don't like it. That's very Fight Club. That's yeah, that's what I immediately so I was thinking about Fight Club. I don't like you know, that. So, like so dumb that like there's like a finger sticking out of the soap. Ew. With like a ring on it. So, Jesus uh, Christ. So finally... 
people start noticing this, a complaint was lodged. Finally. Finally. He was, he was arrested. So it took 13 people vanishing, selling their clothes, <laughs> and selling soap made out of their fat to oh finally lead God. to his arrest. Well, he was brought to trial. And so basically this area that he lived in, though, was um, in one of the worst famines and plagued uh-huh. areas in the 19th century. Uh-oh. So there was a there was actually a big increase in insanity. So this could maybe explain kind of what happened because he admitted to the murders, mm-hmm. but in his defense, he said that he had been cursed and that had committed them after transforming into a werewolf. <laughs> and there's actually... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, that was my question where, like, he's doing all these stupid things. I was like, is this a cry for help? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he, he admits to, like, doing these things... And people because, are like, ha, you're so crazy. Like, shit's anyway, crazy right now. Oh, God. See you mm-hmm. next week for some more soap. <laughs> <laughs> it smells really good, so I'm okay. I, <laughs> I can overlook the finger in it. So, yeah. So there's actually this quote from him, and I'll just read just like a couple sentences. He said, the first time I transformed, I was in the mountains of Kuzo. I came across two ferocious-looking wolves. I suddenly fell to the ground and began to feel convulsions. I rolled over three times, and a few, second late, a few seconds later... I was a I was a wolf. We attacked and we ate people because we were hungry. <laughs> so, and this is where it gets even stupider. So the pro, the, the first prosecutor asked him to demonstrate the transformation for the oh, court. Oh no! Yeah, and this oh, was his no. response. He said the curse lasted for thirteen. I can't years. do it when people are watching. Yeah, he actually said <laughs> that it lasted for thirteen years, and now the curse lifted the previous week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you oh, I wish you guys had asked me a week ago. I would have been all over Funny it. Funny thing <laughs> just happened. This is so you won't believe this. I, this uh, is so embarrassing. This is really embarrassing. I, you guys, I can't do it anymore. Laugh. Y'all are going to laugh. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> You're going to think this is so yeah. funny. what happened. Just one week ago, I Funny was... thing happened on the way to the courthouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it gets even stupider. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Not How kidding. could it get stupider? It's so dumb already. His claims were taken seriously. He was actually <laughs> acquitted of four of the murders. What? Yeah. But... This is where it takes a turn from stupid to actually creepy. So this is the one oh. part that's actually like, oh, this is kind of weird. He was acquitted of those murders because forensic evidence actually showed that those four victims were killed by wolves. Oh, shit. Yeah. So See, that sounds spooky, but also it's like 18 podunctin. <laughs> so their oh. forensics is somebody looks at the body and goes, yeah, I guess a wolf could do that. That's true. <laughs> That is super true. Like literally, all he plus had he to made do... them all into soap. What the fuck are they looking at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just doing the soap and the clothes. He, he just killed a wolf, cut off its head, and then chomped on the person with the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> he just put the wolf around the body so that they found it. And they were like, "This wolf must have killed her and then died itself." Weird. Weird. Anyway, acquitted. Is that acquitted. then You're the good. human is venomous or poisonous? <laughs> That's an excellent point. The human would be poisonous. Aha. Uh-huh. There oh, we go. Yeah. Because yeah. poisonous is you eat it and you die. Venomous is it bites you and you, and you die. die. And ejection. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, so yeah, so he was, uh, but he was found guilty of the other nine murders and Good. he was sentenced to death by a thing called Garrot, Garrot, which is basically they. Oh, so they just. And they strangle you with stuff to yeah. death. Yeah. Ah! It's Real fast. awful. Yeah, it's terrible. You can look it up. But it gets stupid again because there were a bunch of appeals and there was a French doctor who believed him 
and wanted to study him as a wolf man. Well, he appealed to Queen Isabella and she actually granted it. What? Yeah. I have so many questions. Was the doctor not present on the day that he was like, you guys, I'm not a wolf anymore, but I was for 13 years? Because the doctor seems to think he's still a wolf. I think it's because of the French, the, I, hey, there is werewolves in France, and this is a France doctor. This is a French doctor. (laughs) This is a French French doctor. doctor wants to get, get this wolf man from Spain. <laughs> and study the Wolfman who couldn't transform oh a week God. before. Yeah, but and I can't believe the Queen he had Isabella. performance anxiety. It's fine. Yeah, we all have it. <laughs> yeah, we all have that. <laughs> so there was actually they actually granted. It, so he was just moved into a different prison for the rest of his life. And then the records about what happened after that are sketchy. They don't know. So some really just say that he escaped, and that's why there's no records. And he continues mm-hmm. to roam the woods as the werewolf of Adaris. Yeah. Ooh, it's possible that they have no records because he was the only person in town who could read and write and at a certain point he was like i'm not writing this down anymore you guys (laughs) he had had to write out his own conviction and he's like he's pardoned (laughs) yeah (laughs) completely innocent probably escaped in a really cool way it's my face and i didn't read the details but i did read this uh, when i was looking for my research that he was considered the first mass murder of spain Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. So So not the demon barber of Fleet Street, but the (laughs) demon soap maker. Oh. (laughs) Demon literate soap maker of Spain. (laughs) The only literate soap maker. (laughs) The literate soap maker. Oh, my God. That's Uh, a crazy ass story. That's it. Yep. There we go. That's nuts. Oh, man. I'm just thinking... We read in my 19th century crime novel class, it wasn't a novel, and it was called, I think it was called I, Pierre Rivier, having slaughtered my mother, my sister, and my brother. <laughs> and it's a firsthand account of a guy who killed almost his entire family. And then, so half of the book is him recounting why he did it and trying to justify his actions. And then the other half of the book is the psychiatrist who was like, I wanted him to write this book because it makes sense or whatever. But I was... In thinking about that, I'm like, they knew what murder was. Yeah, Because yeah, totally. they knew that guy was a murderer, and they, like, caught him once he had done the very vicious crime yeah. after he had only killed three people. Right. So. That's huh. insane. He did yeah. a murder. <laughs> he did a murder. <laughs> it was still the 1800s, but, like, they knew what murder I mean, was. The yeah. term yeah. murder was invented in the 1800s. 1800s? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. They know what a- I have a book on my bookshelf actually called the invention of murder. And it talks about how prior to the 1800s, the term murder didn't really exist because the police force prior to that was exclusively to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't so much about solving crimes. It was more about just like, look, I know you guys are murdering in the streets, but can you please keep it down? Some of us are trying to sleep. (laughs) And then starting in the 1800s with the rise of periodicals, Mm -hmm. people started looking to crime stories Mm -hmm and getting more involved in, like, what was happening in their community and reading about the horrible shit that was happening. And so they were like, hold up, that dude killed somebody? That's not okay. He needs to be punished. We need, like, a justice system because he mm-hmm. did a bad thing. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Wow. They knew what murder there, was. There's something similar in Shakespeare's time with, like, people taking vengeance out on each other was, like... Mm-hmm was okay to a point, but Queen Elizabeth's government was also like, well... God declared us to be, like, the sovereign rulers, so maybe we don't necessarily take power into your own hands and kill each other when you're mad at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is like, if you're going to murder, please just do it in the house. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> don't make a big 
stink about it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> Otherwise, then we look like this. we're powerless. Wow. Yeah, I've never yeah. thought about this kind of invention of murder. That's really cool. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, because it, it didn't really, like, people got killed and it was murder, but it wasn't called murder and it wasn't as, like, public of a thing. It was just like, well, he killed him. Huh. You also pointed cool. to people reading about it, right? So people, yeah. literacy yeah. <laughs> helped us, like, figure yeah. out that murder is ah. bad. <laughs> as opposed ah. yeah. to, so like... the literate murderer is the perfect crossroads <laughs> of the invention of murder. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, that's too funny. Crazy. Ugh. Werewolves. Werewolves. Who werewolves. knew? I just... When's our next full moon? When Ooh. do we all transform into werewolves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thursday, May 7th. Oh, okay. So in four days. Yep, four oh. days from when we record. Crazy. Yeah, so Cutie. everybody report back if you turned into a yeah. wolf. Oh, wow. or a llama, it will be called well. the flower moon. Oh, the that sounds moon. nice. Yeah, this so we did miss the wolf moon, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, the wolf moon is the first full moon of the new yeah, year. Yeah, so that was in January. February oh, okay. was the snow moon, March worm moon, like worm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like W O R M. Sasha just did a little like inchwormy <laughs> finger gesture. You guys can't see it cuz podcasts are um, visual medium, but it was April very good. was pink moon, May is flower Aww. moon, June is strawberry moon. July. They get real, like, not to prescribe to gender norms, but they get real girly. Well, after, like, wolf blood moon, hang it's on. like, yeah. oh. July is buck moon. Hey. Which, I mean, buck, right? Buck. Yeah. <laughs> and then August is sturgeon, like the big like fish. Like fish. What okay. odd, odd yeah. thing to name yeah. the moon after. Um, September is corn, October is harvest. <laughs> October, the second full moon in October is the blue moon. <laughs> it's whenever oh, you have okay. two, two yeah, full moons. Yeah, yeah this is for 2020. November is the beaver moon. If you want to talk about feminine. Beaver? Like uh, beaver? And December is cold moon because it will be cold. Oh, cold moon. How do we have a sturgeon moon but not a bear moon? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all about creatures except for cold. And corn. Oh, and corn. Oh, yeah, that's true. Wow. And snow and flower and pink. When they came pink up is with a these color. Yeah. The the full moon in yeah, August they were for is sure named high. after North America's largest fish, the lake sturgeon. Oh, oh okay. Cool. Yeah, they get very big, but like it's very impressive. But we also have bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can yeah. also they're way bigger than sturgeon. It can also be called the grain moon, the green corn moon, the fruit moon, or the barley mm-hmm. moon. Oh. Let me see if we do have a bear moon, like as an alternate. I feel oh. like people slathered themselves okay. in the hallucinogenic werewolf ointment and then named um, these moons. That is, yes. Okay, some some tribes call the January moon the bear moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I accept yeah. that. Bears and wolves. They're big and they will kill you. <laughs> I want Keep a your distance. Owl moon? Owls are super moony. Yeah. Owl kitten, moon. I want a kitten moon. Aww. There is a book called Owl Moon. Oh. It's featured on Good Scholastic. Night. It's for little kids. Oh, that's Ooh, right. So you can that's get right. it in the, on, a, on the Scholastic Book Fair yeah. day? On a winter's yeah. night the under a full day. moon, a father and daughter trek into the woods to see the great horned owl. That's the synopsis. Aww. Cute. That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, Cody, as the children's book author on the call, have you ever considered naming the moon? <laughs> <laughs> the gay moon. The gay moon. Yes. Yes. We already have a pink moon. You may as well. That's true. That's true. The gay moon. A homo moon. moon. A rainbow moon. 
The, yeah, the Ooh. rainbow moon. Yeah, that would totally be yeah. it. That'd be so, so pretty. And the, the gay yeah. man in the moon. Aww. Yeah. He's like, hey. Oh, there's a, that's hey. a Photoshop right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you yeah. for tuning in for a discussion of werewolves. And moons. And how... And moons and how bad we are at crime. Yeah. Just in general. BSP, right. do y'all wanna do y'all wanna plug yourselves before we yes. leave? Yes. Um, you can find us on all po- po- podcast <laughs> platforms by searching BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast or just BS Pod PHX. That's for Phoenix. Yes. So we explain, yeah. BS yes. Pod PHX. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BS Pod PHX. Or you can email us. Y'all have with, a great Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Or you can email us with any stories, BS Pod PHX at gmail.com. Yeah. And then, um, as they mentioned, I'm actually an author in my LGBT novels, The Gay Teen's Guide to Defeating a Siren. They're if you so want to search good. That, they're available on There's Amazon. Things. So fucking good. Wait, all three or just two are out? Book three is being edited right now. It's going to be out this year. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think I missed book three coming out, but no. I would really like to read it's, book three. Oh, it's so. so delayed. It's so delayed. But thank you so oh, much. I That's really it. sweet. Yeah. It was, guys, this was, I love I donated this my copies to Sasha's classroom, but mm-hmm. now I'm sad because I can't read them. <laughs> so I might get my own. That's so I'm awesome. really sad because they're in my classroom, and so I'm just like, I can't go get them. <laughs> wow. <it's, laughs> Wow, yeah. this is so much fun. I yeah. love y'all. Yeah, thank yeah you I love you guys. Yeah, we love y'all. We are genuinely big fans mm-hmm. of the Believer Skeptic podcast. They, We've been pod friends with y'all since the early days of Spoof yeah. Hour. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, you're Mandela effect versions of us. <laughs> so thank you for breaking the space-time continuum and coming on again. Yes. This was really fun. It was yeah. really fun. Thank, thank you. Much. Hopefully yeah. we won't go another, like, two years before we come yeah, back. Seriously. Yeah. True. So... Anyway, as a reminder, Spoop Hour, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Spoop Hour. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Spoop Hour. Email us your stories, your pet pictures, your theories about how Slepnir wears pants, <laughs> your commentary on the things we said about werewolves. I added a butthole to my drawing. <laughs> Sasha now has a more <laughs> anatomically correct drawing of Slepnir. If you want to do one, email spoophour at gmail.com. Genuinely, please just email us. We like hearing from you. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you for being here, Believer Skeptic Podcast. Chris and Cody, yay. Thank you. Yay. Yay. And everybody, go out, howl at the moon, and ask yourselves why the long face. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Anyone else just sitting here quietly musing about cannibalism, or is it just me? My, my cat. I wouldn't eat people, to be clear. My, uh, oh, my kitty walked in, so I was just looking at her. <laughs> she would eat people. Uh, cat, she... Yes, cats would eat... Um, it, oh, yeah, they don't absolutely. mean to, but if you die with your mm-hmm. cat in your house, um, mm-hmm. they will you. eat your nose first. 
<gasps> It'll usually start out by them trying to get you to wake up and then realizing that you're not waking up and then just start nibbling on you. Yeah. yeah, I've told Zelda if I, like, this is like my, if you die before me, please prove to me that ghosts are real. I've told Zelda, if I die before you, please eat me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. She's going to um, want to eat, and I love her dearly, so she can use my body. It's yeah. fine. Yes, you, you die, so she survives. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, anywho. No regrets. And then I can haunt Sasha, except ghosts aren't real. <laughs> She's going to see your ghost, your, your eaten face ghost. <laughs> Gonna be like, <laughs> you're not gonna have a nose, and I'll be like, oh, I know what happened here. Yeah, my glasses aren't gonna stay on. They're just gonna be perpetually sliding off my ghost face. Oh, that sucks. Oh, It'll be so oh my sad. God, the coroner shows up, and Sasha's like, I know. <laughs> you, you know, I like that in your head, the coroner goes to inform Sasha first. <laughs> Ma'am, I have some terrible news. The person that you host a podcast with has been eaten by her cat. 